What's going on, guys? H.A. here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. I want to jump immediately into a little bit more of the onboarding process uh, at the startup level. Um, So a lot of companies that I think would benefit from this particular episode that will be very short, by the way, um, I think will be teams... I mean team really, but I'm I'm trying to get trying to get a little little bit more micro. Um so probably teams that are that are that are hiring their first, let's say, fifty to seventy employees. I think once you get to a hundred or hundred and fifty new hires, um, you start to find a, a nice cadence, you start to find different patterns that uh you can learn from. But I think zero to fifty is a very foreign and unknown space that a lot of um that a lot of founders just stumble through. And so here's a few things that I think uh, are very important. And so what I want to talk about is questions you should be asking when trying to go back and restructure your onboarding process. So there's there's an episode within this this podcast here. I have a lot of episodes here, almost 400 now. Somewhere in there, there's like a an onboarding checklist episode. And I probably need to do, need to do a better job of exactly finding what episodes these are. But anyway, um, there's an episode here where I talk about what actually the, the onboarding process A to Z should look like for you guys. And then I talk about twice a year, you guys should be going back and redoing and restructuring the onboarding process itself. And so that looks like what I'm going to talk about here, which is questions you should ask hires that have already, that are in your company now that have obviously been through the onboarding process and then leaders and supporting onboarding staff. And so here are a few questions that I think will be very, very helpful. Number one, these are for employees. Would you change anything about the format of the onboarding process? And when I mean the format, I'm really getting into the timing, the cadence, the the learning and development modules or or, 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 or aspects or um just anything that that involves the the overall structure of the A to Z process, what would you change? What was good? What was bad? Um, I, I want to really get more granular with any person that has been in the company for six, 12, 18 months and really help them um, go back and think about it and help us as an organization go back and think about what we need to do to get better with the structure. I think the structure of the onboarding process is so critical because number one, there needs to be more nuances and contextual realities to the structure. It does not always need to be the same for every person. And so I always want to go back and figure out how I can improve the structure. And secondly, I want to, I want to get more efficient with the structure. And so like a, a question that I asked to go down an even deeper road, is there anyone involved was was there anyone involved with the structure that you then realized once you got into the role, they just were not needed? I want to know that from the employee, because what I can inevitably do is I can ask that same question to my managers. I can ask that same question to my supporting onboarding staff. I can ask that same question to my fellow executives. And then inevitably, we may find out that there were two to three players that were involved in the onboarding process that, frankly, just did not really need to be there because what they said or what they did within the onboarding process did not measure up and equal out to bringing value to the new hire. And we can get back that time. That's money. That's something that so many startup founders are not understanding. There is a cost involved with every single onboarding process, with every single hiring process. There is a cost involved, a hard cost, a really impactful cost. And so whether you're paying someone $15 an hour or $75,000 a year, whatever that that time equals down to, whether they spent 
three hours in the onboarding process or 15 hours in the onboarding process. If they don't need to spend any of that time and they can get that time back to put more of that time into critical thinking, into strategy, into day-to-day executions, whatever they're working on, that can obviously bring value to the org. That would obviously bring value to everyone involved. That's a really good thing to know. And the employees know that first. It's always an employee's first mentality. I want to understand that from the employee's point of view. And then I want to go talk to my executives and my management staff and anyone else that has been involved with the onboarding process to get their thoughts around that as well. Um, what's another question that uh, that I'm, I'm looking here in real time? Um, do we feel like we laid out the, um, the onboarding process clear, um, again, from the structure and who you would be speaking with before you actually got into it. And so this is a small little caveat that a lot of people don't think is actually important, but I find it to be incredibly vital and important. It is very, 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 very helpful for for new hires to know what they're getting into, who they're going to be speaking to, what the structure and the layout is going to be. Um, so if you're a startup right now, and again, this exercise that I'm going through is an exercise you would go through to readjust and audit your current processes. You may have had a structure at some point in your organization over the last 12 months where you did show a new uh, a new hire. Hey, here's going to be the onboarding process A to Z before you go in here. You may have shown that person inside of a Trello dashboard, inside of uh, an Airtable, inside of a uh, what are some, uh, an Asana. You may have shown them something to show them kind of what they're getting into, so they can prep themselves mentally, which is always a good empathetic thing to do, and then. You may have gone away from that and got yourself involved in other things and got yourself into last minute hiring, rushing the process, missing certain steps. And that may have, you know, net netted out to a negative thing. And so what I want to do is I want to go back to some of these new hires. and I want to say, did we show you everything? Did you know exactly what you were getting into? Did you know who you were talking to? Did you know exactly what days you were showing up, how the day was going to be spent, what you were going to be learning, who was going to be involved in that learning process? What were the goals coming out of that? You know, I just want to know, did they know what they were getting into? Because if they didn't, then we need to either A, put that process in place or B, resubmit and restructure and re-implement that process. Um, let me find one question that I ask leaders and onboarding staff. Uh, let me see what's a good question here. Um, I also I also ask them, is there anyone that does not need to be involved in the process? That's a clear one. Um, are we happy with the results post onboarding for new hires? Do we feel like uh, they were uh, they were a good fit uh, within the teams quickly? And so let's just call it what it is. The onboarding process is designed not only to get the person involved in the company and updated to what's happening in the organization and their role from an education and incompetence perspective, but the, 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 the whole purpose of the onboarding process is so they can fall in line with the other staff members within their team that they're jumping into to start getting shit done, to start being productive as fast as possible. And so what we want to ask these managers and these new hires, are we happy? Have we been happy with the post onboarding new hires? Meaning, have we felt like they have been jumping into teams quickly, getting involved quickly, understanding the cadence, understanding the flow, tangibly getting things done? Or did we feel like we were constantly getting pulled into Q&A? Did we feel like we were constantly getting pulled into other activities trying to get this person up to speed that frankly was our fault? Right. So this is more of a reflection and an awareness moment that every organization needs to have. So not do we feel like the onboard, the the new hires um, just did not get involved in the job in a good way 
for their fault. Like, cause that's what a lot of organizations do. A lot of organizations will point to Sarah or Bob and Andrew and say, Hey, no, you weren't this, you weren't that you could have done better here. What could we do better? Point the point the figure at ourselves first and say, what could we have done better in the onboarding process for them to get involved inside of the teams faster? So when they actually, when we actually let the hands go, and allowed them to really go off into their own and be their own individual contributor inside of that team without any handholding, did how fast and how quickly did they become another team member at a very productive rate? And that's going to involve asking those team members. That's going to involve asking that that hire. That's going to involve asking those fellow managers. And so we really want to audit that because, again, every time a new hire that's trying to get implemented and trying to get acclimated into a new team, every time they pull their manager for a Q&A, every time they pull, uh, you know, fellow fellow uh fellow staff members and fellow leaders into a Q&A. That's time away from productivity. That's time away from executing tasks. That's time away from doing what they need to do to be a productive member of the org, to be a productive member of what's trying to, with the whole goal of whatever product, service, whatever they're trying to create. And that's just time away for everyone. And that's just not good. Time is money. And so what we want to do is we want to be empathetic. We want to be patient. We want to be consistent by putting in these processes, again, at a minimum, of two times a year to really go back and think about what could we have done better to get this person acclimated faster? What could we have done better to understand some of the gaps so that we can fill those gaps quickly? And so, I don't know. These are just a few thoughts that I think are really, really, really impactful. Things that people need to think about, things that people need to understand um, and, and just how to go back and audit the onboarding process. And so I'll be, I'll keep kind of rolling th- these out because um because they're very, very, very important, in my personal opinion, to to go back and redo and restructure and audit what you have in place. And um, yeah, I think that's about it, guys. Thanks a lot.